0: Do that. I said, can you can you hear what you're saying? Do that. Why would I even consider keeping our children at home?
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Fate in Your Favour podcast where we focus on becoming the best versions of ourselves. We explore ways to take better care of our mental well-being, connect with our values and overall live more fulfilling and meaningful lives, relationships and careers. I'm your host Janelle Johnson, a life coach and trainee counsellor based in London in the UK. In this week's episode, we are speaking to Simone Roberts, a professional housewife, mother, teacher, community member, friend, definitely my newly acquired friend, um, about various hats that she wears, including some of the ones I've just mentioned. We get to have a very, very valuable and exclusive insight into her family's lifestyle of veganism, and also being homeschooled there are also elements of what makes a marriage successful and how we can all make a profound contribution to the world by being more mindful of what we pour into our children and how we teach them to become adults in the society. This chat with Simone is especially one of my favorites because of some of the things that kind of go unsaid. Things like having a major focus on the importance of a real connection with yourself so as to show up authentically and enjoy life and do what makes you happy you know but also identifying that what you contribute to the world doesn't have to be huge massive gestures it can be just significant enough to impact one person which will then go on to impact a whole generation that generation that you pour into can then go on to instill future generations to come with the same values of integrity honesty and so much more Um, this episode is definitely one that i know you will enjoy so remember to keep the conversation going and let me know how you find it hi simone
0: hi janelle thank you so
1: much for joining me for the podcast
0: you're welcome you're welcome
1: Absolutely. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, the listeners won't necessarily have done the background and mm-hmm. I guess my first question would be who is Mrs Roberts and where is she from and what is she doing? What's her journey? What's her story?
0: So my name is Simone Roberts. I am a wife to Mark Roberts and we have six children. Let's start with the eldest. <laughs> the eldest <laughs> is 19 she's flown the nest. Then we have Roxy, who's eight. Terrell is six. Kenzie is four. And I'm counting on my hands as we go. <laughs> and Hezekiah is seven months. Now he was seven months on the 12th. Oh. Yeah, so we have a very, very active household. Yeah, so I am a professional housewife, as I like to call myself, because it is a profession. It's what I do. It's what my pride is. It's what my calling is right now. And yeah, and I put my all into it. I have worked in the past in schools and in that environment with the whole education system, putting children through that. But at the same time, I always put the raising of my daughter first. So I'd never do any jobs that would be over the school run times or anything like that. I think for the past nine years now, I've been a professional housewife, absolutely loving the journey, very mm-hmm. challenging at times to try and balance everyone's needs as well as your own. Mm-hmm. And We actually home educate our children as well. So that is also something that's it's part of my profession. It's part of something that I do every day. However, we don't kind of separate the education from our lifestyle. It is our lifestyle. And our lifestyle is to intentionally parent our children in the way that we want them to grow with our value set. And yes, this wonderful journey is just blossoming every day. Like I said, it is challenging. But with those challenges, you become stronger. You become even more intentional and you navigate your way through
1: it's one of those things that has attracted me to want to, to hear from you because there is so much that you do. So the homeschooling element was my first, uh, I guess, introduction to you. I think I was part of uh, a Facebook group, potentially. I can't remember. Um, and you may have said something and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I would love to hear more about this kind of thing. Um, and Homeschooling. So, what was your motivation around beginning the homeschool journey? Because obviously, you're a, you're a, an actual homeschooler as opposed to a lockdown <laughs> lockdown yeah. homeschooler. So,
0: I think um, the journey towards homeschooling actually set in when my daughter was very young. Actually, because it was always something that I wanted to do as a mother, and once I became a mother, I wanted to homeschool my family. But at the same time, because she was on her own, it was kind of a, you kind of get scaremongered out of it. I, I couldn't silence the noise and I let the noise get the better of me and ended up not doing it. However, fast forward, we, she went through the education system and academically was excelling and always has done academically. Um, but when I met Mark, where I was 10, and I just remember one of our first conversations was about how we would like to raise our family. And instantly I just felt like, oh, my goodness, I can finally do this properly. Mm-hmm. I can finally do it properly. One of our first conversations ended up being about homeschooling. And wow. he was very, very into it. And I was like, wow. Because it's always seen as something that's so, um, just so far out there. Yeah. Like what?
1: It's like that's alternative. Why? Why would you want to do that?
0: It's definitely a sufficient level alternative. It's not something that is not on par with schooling. Mm -hmm. If anything, it's above. And I always used to feel that we as parents can do a better job than any institution for Mm -hmm. our children. Uh, I'm not anti school. We've never been anti school, but we are just pro creativity in our learning styles and objectives as well. And your objectives become the intentional parenting and how you want to raise them. And within that, you just embed, you know, what you would call education, what you'd call a curriculum Mm -hmm. in inverted commas. You just embed it within the lifestyle and whatever's going on in your life, that is what is going to be the education, you know, or the schooling, so to speak, for that day. So it was really nice to have met Mark and hear that come out of a man's mouth. And and I was just like, yes, we are having so many babies.
1: (laughs) Hey, and you weren't lying. (laughs) You weren't joking.
0: (laughs) And I think he was speaking the same thing because here we are
1: now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) An additional five. Yeah, it was set. So our children have never been into an institution. They've never been to a nursery or anything completely from conception. They have been homeschooled.
1: How is it that you that you were able to still silence the noise because I can imagine there was still so much noise that was going on on top of the fact that you know you don't eat meat and you don't eat dairy and you don't eat fish and all of that good stuff you're a vegan I can imagine that there were a lot of people who were like what are you doing like what's going on
0: I even had some family members some friends even say why would you do that to your children was like (laughs) do Mm -hmm. what do that I said can you can you hear what you're saying do that why would I even consider keeping our children at home like what that's crazy that you're even thinking like that I was like why don't you homeschool you know you have to switch it around and be like why would you not you know that that annoys me and myself and Mark were not really ones to go with the grain to be honest anyway for some it was like (laughs) you know an eye roll moment and for some it was like "Oh, here we go because yes obviously when I met Mark he was already vegan I wasn't at that time that natural progression took place too so it was all kind of happening all at the same time and then Mm -hmm. um, we did our wedding even it was just against the grain we are against the grain type people we're not really you know everyone's doing this come and do this with us yeah, we're not really yeah. like that. So it was kind of yeah, it was inevitable really that we'd do something different to everyone else that was around us. As far as we know, we are the only family in this generation that have home educated on both sides of the family, and also that have been vegan as well on both sides of the family. So there's a lot of firsts coming out of that households so that it's nice as well it's nice to be pioneering some people call it trail blazing (laughs) yeah it's nice. it's nice it's nice to be honest just have that example for the younger ones in our families
1: yeah definitely and it's inspiring for people like myself you know when I used to think about homeschooling I used to think that it was really far, like really far away from what the standard is. But I have considered the fact that if I was to become a mother who homeschools, that would mean or would that mean that I can't do anything else, if you know what I mean. I definitely think it's possible, which is one of the reasons why I was so intrigued and wanted to kind of understand more about how you got into it and what your experience was. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say are some of the challenges, though, with with homeschooling?
0: I would say uh, it's the many different hats that you wear in 10 minutes. In 10 minutes, you could be a janitor a cook, (laughs) a matron, nurse. (laughs) You could be, you know, doing maths, doing science, doing it, you know, that's why it's it's very important not to separate everything Mm -hmm. and to to kind of make it go with the flow of your life. Don't get me wrong, as Roxy gets older, as Terrell gets older, it's we're trying to navigate more of, I'd say being more intentional about what we're providing as activities. And if we see that, they're, you know, focusing on pockets and areas of, of focus as well, which is really important to us. So those challenges sometimes come with trying to navigate that and then still have free flow for Kenzie mm-hmm. and not. So we'll do it more of a free flow and then we'll do, say, an activity like the other day. Um, we did data collection and got them to write down the list of color cars they think they're going to see. And then we went out and taught them how to do tally charts. Now, I really enjoyed doing data collection when I was younger. I remember just doing it randomly in my head sometimes. But it was nice to see how Terrell and Roxy really took on the academic side of that naturally
1: Mm -hmm. and was
0: able to just just do it. Um, Kenzie and Niall obviously mimicked them and was able to produce their own sheet. But at the same time, it was really exciting for everyone. So then... To develop onto that, we will be doing graph work so that I will teach them how to do graphs from the data they've collected. So that's their further work. And with them, their date, their time, their title, everything like that has to be in place. Whereas Kenzie and Niall, it will be more the colouring. Maybe you could draw the cars. Do you you get what I mean? So sometimes navigating that, it can start to feel overwhelming. But then when you just simplify it, When you simplify that, it just makes it a bit more, okay, well, this is manageable. I think when Mm -hmm. we get into our own heads and when Mm -hmm. we start comparing and when we start thinking, oh, along the lines of, oh, gosh, like, okay, Rox is eight now. She should be writing like this. She should be doing like, you know, you can start to get really worked up and stressed. So I'd say Mm -hmm. the challenges are making sure that you silence the noise in your own head Mm -hmm. because it's, it's very distracting. And it can make you lose focus on just your intentional values, a set that that's enough. You know, you learn how to read and write naturally. It's not something that you're taught. You walk, you know, Mm -hmm. you weren't taught to walk. You were just given the space to do it and the right environment, you know, and that is something that's really important to us. So, yeah, we have lots of books around naturally now they're reading, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that kind of intentional way of approaching it really. Another challenge I could say would be trying to make sure we maintain our relationship as a married couple, having that intimate time, making sure we make eye contact, mm-hmm. making sure that we speak to each other, making sure we don't pass each other about a kiss, slap of the bum, something, yeah. <laughs> something, <Yeah>. <laughs> something. <laughs> something has to be done. A touch, a kiss, a squeeze, whatever it is, just make sure we are... Uh, communicating as well and that is very important too yeah there's so much you could go on forever but I mean the challenge is, is making sure that you don't get too stressed and overworked about it and you just kind of live
1: for sure and coming from you know my perspective ne- never been married um <laughs> it's communication and making sure that you're kind of on the same page with your partner is what I understand that Mm -hmm. can um, really make a difference in a relationship. Because when you're on a different page, there's just so much that can be misunderstood. So it's really nice to hear that you have that kind of agreement that, okay, this is what we're doing.
0: In general, I kind of, you know, do the whole, you know, household chores and things like that. The children help, Mark helps, But generally, I fit that into my professional lifestyle. And it's just trying not to compare those little bits of what we're doing because, you know, I could see that he's been working, but I don't know exactly what he's been doing. So it's appreciating each other's roles as well and making sure that those challenges don't become issues Mm -hmm. and that you rise from them.
1: When you were speaking, what came up for me was, again, with that that communication and actually always kind of understanding that whatever the other person says is coming from a good place Mm. you know whether it is a place of I'm annoyed you know deep down you're just really asking for something different kind of thing Mm. and you haven't you know your brain hasn't caught up with your with your mouth just yet
0: yeah Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I do make sure that I, I speak these days um, yeah I've learnt a lot And yeah. blessed Mark is very He guides me and leads In a very loving way We know it comes from a place of love At the mm-hmm. time you don't want to hear it But I'm glad he doesn't care If I don't want to hear it He's going to yeah. tell me like, mm-hmm. and He's
1: going to tell and you he anyway
0: Because if you didn't do that I'll just be a yeah, I'll be a dragon by nice. you now. So it's <laughs> nice to have that and to understand that in a relationship. And these are the things that are embedded in home education as well. It's mm-hmm. obviously we want a perfect vibe in this house for the children. We don't want no animosity or anything, but you know, there are some times where the energy could be a bit different. Mm-hmm. And, but we have to snap out of it and we have to snap out of it quick because that energy affects the whole household and it affects the flow and it affects Mm -hmm. everything that's taking place and it affects Mark's work, my work, the children, you know, it affects everything. So we, we do work really hard to make sure that the energy is always the way we want it to be. And if it isn't, we've got to look at why we've got to get more outside, we've got to get outside. As soon as we get out in the woods, everything just lifts. You know, so those kind of understanding what the um, steps are to make sure you maintain a, a lifestyle of health and wealth and and an abundant life as well. How are we how are we doing it? You know, are we just mm-hmm. trudging along uh, or is it intentional? Like, what are we doing as our lifestyle approach and important to us?
1: I can tell in the way that you explain and, you know, it's kind of just rolling off your tongue, like which I love as well. Mm-hmm. How long have you guys been married for?
0: We have been married for how old's Nile? Because Nile was in the bun, the bun in the oven at the time. The <laughs> <laughs> bun in the oven. Um, <laughs> was, is it four years? Yeah. Goodness me, it's four years coming up. Four years been together. Nine years. Ten ni- years
1: next year. Wow. And tell me a little bit about your wedding because we'll we'll <laughs> get to the anniversary. Let's yeah. Tell me about your wedding, and you know, navigating that that whole that whole thing
0: oh it's lovely i remember when I, I always used to think to myself when mark proposes to me because we always knew that as soon as we met each other we knew we were going to be married it was so strange but just really real at the time we knew we were going to be married we knew obviously when we were ready we would do it um but one thing that was always pressing was with me was i wanted to be proposed to in a non <laughs> sounds non-romantic but not really non-romantic but a bit more like You know, when you look on Instagram and you see proposals and it's got petals all the way down, you know, just that whole show of, of, which is beautiful, by the way. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to be proposed to like that. And what was so lovely was that I was at my worst looking, I can't remember what it was. (laughs) I was pregnant with Kenzie Kenzie and, you know, you just feel dusty. Like you've had a couple (laughs) of days where you just, Dust. (laughs) dust I was just so dusty. And I had on a bitty tracksuit because I'd just got over the flu. So, when (laughs) when I got the flu, that's when I wear a tracksuit. And so, when I wore a bitty tracksuit, I had a head wrap on. I was lying in bed, just getting over this flu. And he came and just knelt down on one knee next to the bed. That called me out of the bed. And I was like, you really want me to get out of the bed, and I'm not feeling well. And he was like, "Just come, just come to me a minute, please, Mo." And I was like, "Okay." And then he got down on one knee. I was like, oh, "And I was like,
1: this is perfect. I look so good." <laughs> 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 because that because that is you that is you authentically you know there's there's no there's no frills it's literally you as you are which you know to many is like no I want to be dressed up I want I want you know the the whole world to stop <laughs> but that sounds really cute I
0: yeah love it. I was just, it was so I was so dusty like I just couldn't get any more dusty <laughs> yeah it was great I
1: didn't get any more like, dusty <laughs> <laughs>
0: But it was so nice as well to then be planning the wedding and then we're kind of thinking of names and numbers. And I never wanted a wedding like that, where you have to choose where people sit. Because if you notice, I mean, at weddings, family weddings in general, I like to sit next to a family, I don't know. I like to meet new people at my family weddings. I don't like to sit next to family that I've known for 30 odd years, although I love them. it's not what I want to do at weddings it's a time to get to know the other side of the family that you probably wouldn't see again for a long time so I always used to think oh no I don't want to don't want to be grouping everyone together and then when you separate everyone everyone's going to be upset that you've separated them and I was like well how are we going to do this and we're just thinking for a while and I remember I had a light bulb moment in my dream because we go on a lot of picnics we love picnics and I had a light bulb moment I was like wow that would be amazing. And I said to my mom, I said, what do you think of like having a picnic reception? And he was like, what, where we provide a picnic? I was like, no, where everyone brings their own. And he was like, hmm, it's a great idea, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, listen, mom, we won't have to get catered. He said, no, but we can have catering if we want. I said, I know we can afford it. We can do it. Because if we want to do it, you put your mind to it and you do it. Yeah, of course. Cool. Why should we? why would you expect a young family to spend more than the wedding on food? Mm-hmm. It's wasted. Like yeah. we are a family that don't waste food in the house. Mm-hmm. So for me, seeing you scrape that rice in the bin or it's just left on the yeah. plate, I'd be like, eat it! <laughs> you eat it! You better eat it! <laughs> <laughs> going round in my wedding dress, seeing who's left rice on the plate. Why <laughs> <laughs> you're throwing away that rice? And anyway, you know, when we had that, when we put that to like, well, when mom said we put it to them, it was like I was talking to my dad, I was talking to my mum, he was talking to his mum, and we were talking about the way we're going to cater for the wedding, and they were all like, "Wow, okay, so you mean like bring your own food?" Like, I was like, "Yeah." My dad went. That's a wicked idea. Hey. That's wicked. And I was like, yes, pops. My mum was a bit like, oh, well, I, I don't, I don't know. I was like, you don't, you don't have to know. It's just how it's going to be. So <laughs> you
1: know, yeah. It was one of
0: those situations as well where it was like they wanted everyone to feel comfortable at their daughter's wedding. So yeah, I, I got we got it, and their son's wedding, we got it. But at the same time, on the day everyone had a ball they absolutely loved it people still now say that was the best wedding and the feeling that they got from it that they've ever been to obviously they've enjoyed every wedding that they've attended and obviously family members you just get together it's a nice time isn't it but in terms of the logistics of the wedding It wasn't rushed. It wasn't slow paced. It was just at the pace of everyone else as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not just waiting for the bride and groom to do everything. So after the church, we went to the reception. They have a nice, beautiful grass area outside. Everyone just opened up their blankets, their tables, chairs, whatever, and just started eating their picnic. And no one complained about food. Mm -hmm. How many of your listeners, I want your listeners to tell you how many weddings they've been to and you're sitting next to people and they're moaning about the and they're like, oh, this
1: is mm, not really sure about this, Mm, not really sure about that. But you can't you can't do that when you've cooked it. (laughs) You just got to eat it. Yes.
0: When you've cooked it now, you're on show. You've got your foil dish. And you're walking mm-hmm. around to everyone's blankets, saying, "Have you tasted my banana fritters?
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, Would you like some of my rum punch?" And that's what was happening. It all became like a big share, mm-hmm. as well as everyone eating their own. People made a bit extra to share, and mm-hmm. everyone really enjoyed it. And the fact that you could bring your own drinks to the grass picnic area as well. You know, those people. My mum made like liters of rum punch. My dad as well with cocktails and. Everyone just had a ball, like people had champagne and everything. And that was whilst me and Mark were taking our pictures. We didn't miss, completely miss a bit, but it meant they didn't have to wait for us. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to wait for us. They didn't have to wait for speeches. And then by the time their food's come, they're upset about something because Mm they're just hungry. (laughs) Like it's been a long day, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, everyone really enjoyed that. And it also gave hope to a lot of young couples that want to get married, but don't know how they're going to afford it Mm -hmm. because... It's a lot of money, um, and yeah, catering of is a lot of money. And we've celebrated our anniversaries in the same way. So now it's happening, thing. Now bring a picnic. So now we never cater again.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Once you do it once, and you're like, hey, this this works, yeah, it and it, works. You know, he, pe- people actually enjoy this. Let's let's <laughs> keep going because we enjoy it too. And I know that one of the other reasons why, um, or potentially one of the other reasons why you didn't necessarily want to cater was around the whole vegan thing of you guys not eating meat I guess that made things much easier as well for the simple fact that you guys are vegan and not everyone that's attending the wedding is going to be vegan so did you find that that kind of ticked off a box that was like yep don't have to do that
0: yes because at that point I have vegan pregnancies anyway it was Mm -hmm. only in between that I started dabbling back into fish again or something Mm -hmm. else Generally, I had vegan pregnancies. I couldn't touch any meat, any fish, nothing. So, I mean, at that time I was pregnant, but I was already on that vegan journey. So I even said to my dad once, why why would I expect my husband to pay for people to eat meat? And he's been vegan for years before mm. even me. I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And why it's not cheap. <laughs> you know you get yeah. you're getting cheap pots of meat but it's not cheap to pay for that service and I said oh, that money could be better spent do you know we yeah. can go and travel with that you know mm. or we can get ready for you know moving house which we did 10 days before our wedding you know there's there's better things to spend our money yeah
1: of course all the time
0: than Ooh. the wedding I said um I want people to spend on our marriage if you
1: want to. Mm -hmm. Come and drop a couple hundred every time. time. Save up whatever you were going to give me and just give it to me later. Exactly. (laughs) And
0: this is the thing that we didn't have gifts as well. That's another thing Um, Mm -hmm. So that we didn't expect people to bring gifts and then we don't cater for them. And it wasn't even done with that intention. It was just more about we don't want anything. We don't want you to go john lewis and go and buy uh, uh, some bowls and plates that we're not going to use or we're Mm -hmm. going to use once a year our christmas plates our everyday plates you know it's not Mm -hmm. a special set that comes out maybe we might do later on we don't know but we're quite minimal you know Mm -hmm. not really into getting loads of different gadgets that people think you should have in your house (laughs) yeah mm-hmm. and you know like you know we must have those because they were useful to you and you then you had to just packed out with everyone else's personality yeah as that's true we appreciate everyone we would rather just we we just said we, we're really grateful that you want to give, get us a gift but we'd much prefer you put together like a package of stationery or pack up your old clothes for the children that are still in good condition. And we will send it to Uganda to where Mark's family are from, which is Mm -hmm. southwest um, Uganda called Kisoro. And we we did that because we didn't want it to be as well like a project Africa where we're helping out Africa either because Mm -hmm. we learn a lot from them yeah Um, we can learn a lot from them and we're not going there as being saviors you know they're saving us at the end of the day because they're showing us how to live minimal and how to live happy and grateful and and that's something that's really important to us so we just wanted to to give a little token of love to them not trying to save the earth with it basically the whole catering for vegan families at that time as well would have been a bit of a tricky one I think people would have just done some kind of veg curry I Mm. think people are a bit more creative now with vegan cooking so I mean even at that time it was kind of like well what would we get anyway if we wanted to cater Mm. you know yeah and everyone eat it or would they scorn it just because it's called vegan
1: yeah just because there's no meat on it it'd be like "Mm, don't really want it yeah yeah. But if
0: they just were given that as an option, if they came round for dinner, they would mm-hmm. it. But because it's obviously in a wedding, yeah. you know, people want to be served in a certain way. and mm-hmm.
1: They have those that. expectations. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: If you want to, you know, people went all out, though. They're really spent on themselves, you know, and really made their picnic really nice. The wicker baskets, you know, it was really nice. So everyone enjoyed it anyway. And we did feel that... Um, it was something that we opened a lot of people's eyes
1: to, you know. Yeah, definitely. Because
0: uh, we can get too stuck in our ways sometimes. But yeah, that was that was a first for many.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're just throwing loads of firsts out there, which I love. So yeah. when I went on your YouTube channel, Thankfully True, to see the introduction, I was literally smiling for the whole time. Um, and this was this was your, your one-year anniversary that it yeah. was. Yeah. So tell us a bit about that.
0: Yes, first year anniversary. I was pregnant when we were, I'm looking up at one of the pictures, bless us. Yeah, first year anniversary, we were, um, I was pregnant at the time of the wedding, sorry. So by the time the first year anniversary came around, our son was, uh, I can't remember, a couple of months old. And we thought, oh, it'd be nice to get some pictures in my dress without being pregnant. And I thought, I wonder if it still fits because I found out I was pregnant whilst we're planning and I'd already bought my size 10 dress. I had to then take it back and get a size 12. I didn't want to do alterations and all that because the dress just fit perfectly in the 10. But when I went back, when I tried to try it on again, once I found out I was pregnant and it was very tight, Mm -hmm, (laughs) so I I had a a bigger size, which was lucky. But then that meant when I had the baby, I was going to have a baggy dress, basically. Mm -hmm. So I just thought, well, let's just try it. If anything, I'll just stuff some stuff down in the, in the front <laughs> and bulk it out a bit. So that's what I did. I just had some socks and stuffed it under the breastline <laughs> <laughs> for the anniversary. So I always say, I'm, I'm not, well, we don't really like waste. I've never wanted to be a bride that put my wedding dress in the loft and don't see it again. Mm. I wear my wedding dress when I feel like it. Mark's <laughs> put it in the garage at the moment and it's up kind of hook. and I was looking at it today and I was thinking I hmm, wonder if I should wear my dress tomorrow you know when I feel like it I just put yeah. it on yeah I whenever that. I feel like it yeah whenever <laughs> I feel like it so on the first year anniversary it was inevitable that I was going to wear it and I've worn it every anniversary since <laughs> so every I year I wear that. it mm-hmm. and even if it the last year I didn't wear it on the day but I wore it the day after an mm-hmm. 8k minute. Um so yeah, what, what we did is we had a photo shoot with our son with us this time because last mm-hmm. time he was in the room. So we had a photo shoot out on our local fields. And then afterwards I was like, actually, I don't want to take this off, I want to keep it on. And we were meant to be going to do a bit of shopping anyway. And I was like, I had a light bulb moment again, and Mark's looking at me like, whoa, what?
1: <laughs> what is <laughs> Let's go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> do we just keep our clothes and go shopping? (laughs) It's like,
0: oh, love, are you serious? So it's like, yeah, it'll be fun. And we don't drive at the moment because we can't fit in a normal car and we're just still trying to find the right car for us. Mm -hmm. So we were on the bus as well. So I was standing at the bus stop in my dress and those people going past like, huh? Did I just see? something? people (laughs) slowing down, beeping their horn. Yeah, congratulations. Uh... Thank you. (laughs) everyone thought we'd just got married and it was we were like thank you mark was like it's actually the anniversary (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we went to mns did a spotter shopping and thought we'd get because we still had really young children as well um i think did we go out for a meal that night i think we did i think my mom came around and had the children and our eldest daughter helped out too so we had um we wanted some. Prosecco that we liked and red wine. So when we got there, we went to get the Prosecco, and then the manager came over and was like, Wow, you saw in the video. Yes. She was like, wow, you're the best dressed couple we've had in here ever. Oh my goodness, you look so glamorous. Everyone in Eminem just kind of stopped and turned, and we we're walking through. And you probably see it on the camera actually, but people were actually moving out of the way like I was walking down the aisle again. Oh my God. It's <laughs> so funny. And biggest, I love it. I was so comfortable in the dress. I actually forgot I had it on to a point. Like it just felt so nice. And just, I was just gliding, pushing the pushchair and walking through. And it just started spreading out and like, wow, and clapping and all sorts. It was so funny. And then the manager presented us with a bottle of free, bottle of Prosecco, so we didn't even have to buy it in the end. So that was that.
1: (laughs) That was that. It was done. It was sorted. And the thing is, you know, you said about, you know, you guys don't necessarily like to just go with what everybody else is doing. Mm. You know, it really, for me, kind of made me think about just do what you want. Just, Mm. just if, if you want to go out in your wedding dress Put on your wedding dress and go out, like do what makes you happy. And I was genuinely happy. It's almost like I was living through you. I was like, I just, I feel like I'm there just walking through MS in my wedding dress.
0: (laughs) It was so funny. The States, one of my family members, my uncle said to me actually, he said, Oh, you've got to do Oxford Street next. I was like, That's a good idea. That's a very good good idea. I might have to clean the dress first. I've worn it that many times now. It's so dusty. Like, <laughs> I need to clean it first. But, yeah, I never wanted to have a wedding dress just sitting there, you know. Yeah. I want to wear it, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about it now. I might just hook it off that hook tomorrow and bring it in.
1: That's and it. Just, you um, have to send me a picture. I want to yeah, see it.
0: <laughs> um, and now that I've had Hezekiah as well, like, oh, it, it's now... I think we need to take another set of wedding pictures, actually. Because now he has the fires here, and Kent's suit will probably fit him now. So, mm-hmm. Ralph's suit fits Niall. So, you know, we pass that's it down. So, yeah. Yeah, so I think so we might sweet. have to do it again.
1: <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> so, obviously, that, that is the first video that I saw um, when I clicked onto your YouTube channel. It seems like it's more about, like you said, about lifestyle. What I noticed most of, I guess, is about your vegan lifestyle and preparing for a family of eight, the way that you prepare your meals and and that kind of thing. So how do you find being vegan and encouraging your children and teaching them how to be a vegan? What's been your experience, I guess, from the beginning?
0: Mainly is getting to kind of cleanse the taste buds and just appreciating things in their raw state Hmm. not necessarily a raw foodist but more in the sense of trying to incorporate flavors and textures but keeping it simple and I think that's what we did in the beginning because I'm quite a creative person I can taste something and think oh this would make a wicked hummus or this would make this would make a nice curry this would or and I'm a person as well that cooks with what's in I don't really oh gosh, I haven't got that, so I'm not cooking it like I don't, oh, I haven't got um cassava, so I'm not cooking soup, like oh, I will cook the soup, what a soup is, whatever you've got in you know, mm-hmm. and water and seasoning, you know so that you know we just kind of make it work. I think navigating the children around that was more of a lifestyle of well, you get creative to think of some things you'd like to make, let's veganize it, you know the most of them, I think was it Roxy, Roxy, um, Tommy Terrell, Kenzie and Niall and has a been since birth but Roxy had a taster of n- a non-vegan lifestyle but she was too young to remember. I think our eldest daughter she was vegan once while she was living with us and now she's moved on she's not but we kind of made it a point Well, at least we've introduced you to a vegan lifestyle and this is how you can make these things and make yeah. it a part of your life and she is a wicked vegan cook She has got it nailed like really when she vegan? makes them think you are literally licking the plate like <laughs> and she's able to cook for her vegan friends and things like that Or family members that she has that are vegan and she can she can veganize anything she's made us cheesecakes and we just freeze them chuck them and eat them you know cakes everything so you can guide your children but when they get older they will make their own choices but at least you've given them that option to kind of you know home in on the way that they've been raised I do feel like Roxy, Terrell, Kenzie and Niall they love being vegan you know the whole the love for animals the respect for animals, you know, you hear them talk about those kind of things and you hear them talk about how grateful they are that they're vegan. Because we pray every time we're about to eat. And when we pray, we say what we're grateful for. And those are the things that come up. So Especially is very well versed with it. It's like, I'm so grateful that we, we are a vegan family and that we care about our planet, our environment and animals. And it'll just be rolling off. And I'm thinking, wow, mm-hmm. okay. You don't actually realise it's going in in the way that it is. You know, I do ask spot questions sometimes. I do say, what does it mean to you to be vegan? Or I say, you know, I just ask them questions. And the answers that they come out with, they're children, yes. but." You 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 can't see children as this blank blank slate that you're just filling with information. Mm-hmm. They still have their own minds and their own feelings. And to know that they are proud of the way they're being brought up is really heartwarming. And I think you can only guide in that sense, in that way. And you can't really, I mean, I think if they were in school, it would be a lot harder
1: yeah definitely. Be yeah a
0: lot harder because that peer pressure, like what we witnessed with my elder daughter, the peer pressure is thick, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it is so thick, yeah. so concentrated and so intense,
1: mm-hmm. and it's
0: not just coming from children but of their age group as well. It's coming from teachers. It's filtering in from support staff, yeah staff mm-hmm. and the dinner lady, you know, it's coming the media, from media all that? You know, all <laughs> angles, and then obviously social media as well she didn't get until she was much older and um, 17 when she started her business that's when she was allowed social media but still it's still influenced and it still it filters through so that's one thing that we have found that's been made home ed a lot more of an option as well because we mm-hmm. can bring children up the way we want and it's not through the eyes of a system that doesn't really care about them as an individual. And when we have, say, family parties or anything like that, people generally cater for us in the the right way. But I still bake, batch bake, like biscuits, cakes, things like that. Mm -hmm. And we take it along to parties so that they don't miss out. I remember once um, there was a friend's party in a homemade group and I made this chocolate cake, like chocolate fudge cake and froze it and then when it was time to te- go to the party I took it out and brought it so that the children got to sing happy birthday to oh, the child yeah. at the party with their own cake mm-hmm. everyone was like can I try a bit of that because <laughs> it actually <laughs> was <than> the birthday <laughs> cake that wasn't intentional but I just served my family like their royalty and it took you know that's that's just how I do it you know so yeah. it's very much um yeah it's always the thing you know like, oh, can I try yours <laughs> you know yeah. like
1: yeah of course you can. And I think that in itself is it, it just says so much because homeschooling is not just about what they're being taught by the curriculum I guess yes. there's so much more that you seem to have um, access to and you can encourage them and you can recognize their skills more and their yes. strengths more and you know push them in that direction more and also it sounds like you're able to really focus in on areas that they may be struggling in and Mm. you know indirectly or directly get them to work on that so that you know they're kind of well rounded like that's that's the kind of vibe I'm getting and I'm like oh I love this
0: yeah it's natural life skills isn't it I mean like I said when we focus on pockets of focus like they're very good at instruments playing the piano they're very good at it but we don't we don't do any kind of formal education around that yet. It's basically just free play. It's mm-hmm. playing music you like to listen to, playing music you want to hear, um, a bit of comp- um, composing as well. But not you know not too intense. Um, but when they do get on it, we do say, okay, well, if you're on the piano, we want to make sure that you are using that time to kind of um, what do we call? It? Well, we will call it aligned action. So you have to align the action. You want to be good pianists. So what aligned action will you do to get you there? And it's putting that into life that you could put that into anything. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you want to be a fantastic chef, how are you going to prepare yourself and align that action to make sure that you get there? Mm-hmm. And so the things that we're inst- instilling in them now and ourselves at the same time, so that they can be accountable for what they're doing so, like, there, there's there been a few days they haven't played the piano. And I brought it up today and I said, I've noticed you haven't played the piano for a few days. Um, and they were like, oh, our aligned action. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you don't hear children talking like that. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. Probably. And it was, you know, it was funny because then they started to say, oh, well, you know, it was because we were doing us. No, that's not a reason, that's an excuse. Mm-hmm. You had loads of time to pocket your focus into the piano. So instead of making excuses, just say, oh, well, well, I will be doing it tomorrow. I will be doing it today. Mm -hmm. You know, just just do it rather than making the excuses as to why you didn't. And these are the life skills that, you know, can't always be taught, but your way of life can instill that in them. And I do find that schools are babying children for far too long in the wrong way. Yeah. So they're not allowed to make those errors as well as um that holding their self accountable for their behavior. You know, mm-hmm. everything's old oh, behavioral management like, you know, mm-hmm. it's a separate subject. And I'm like, well no, if you don't have your pen and your materials that you need in school for that day, then how can you expect to achieve, achieve X, Y, and Z like you know, be accountable for what what you're doing, and I do feel like that that is uh, one of the biggest issues that we face with the school systems. While well is it could be something as simple as you know, like when your children do an instrumental lesson and they forget their instrument, the amount of times I was called to bring my daughter's clarinet in or to bring her swimming kit in, mm-hmm. and the secretaries be like, well, you know, if she doesn't have it, then she's going to have to go into a younger class and that means she's going to be bored. And I'm on the phone, like, so? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> what, do you mean? what do you mean? She forgot it at home. Yeah. So she doesn't attend. So she will organize herself better if she wants to be there. You know, that's it. Um, That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's kind of the approach to that, really. Yeah, and I yeah. find that very challenging. You kind of seen as like this strict. Over the top type parent, and, and you know those life skills are what she thanks us for now. Yeah, of course. You know, so get yourself organised, and and you know that's why she's able to start and run a business now. Is because yeah. she, she has had that homeschooling. That's another thing we say that everyone is homeschooled, even if you attend school. When you come home or before you go, mm-hmm. there are things that are instilled in you in your family life, and that is homeschooling. That is homeschooling education as well it's not yeah. separate you can start at nine and finish at three you know yeah. it's all day it's all night mm-hmm. even then the, the other day someone said to me like you know it must be quite hard homeschoolness I said no actually it's quite hard I feel really I really feel it for you school run parents because I can't imagine having to get up at that time and be out for that time we can do it and we have got out and done things a lot earlier than the school run you know but I always used to think wow gosh that that is so intense I can't imagine doing that again mm-hmm. it's really intense you know and everyone's got to be on the ball everyone's got to be awake no one's allowed to wake up slowly and mm-hmm. get into themselves or even do a bit of tai chi boxing <laughs> like mm-hmm. yoga, yeah. Nothing. you've just got to get to this system yeah. and get into it and I just never wanted to be on that treadmill again. Yeah. Oh gosh, I just thought no that it's it's definitely not for our family.
1: It sounds like you have so many hats that you have on at the same time. Like you said, sometimes you're you you have to be like three, four, up to ten different roles in the space of half an hour kind of thing. Yeah. So how do you how do you organize yourself? How do you make sure that you are delivering to a level that you want to deliver at?
0: Um, I'll kind of see, my. Like I said, I mentioned it briefly before, my family, our royalty. So just as, just as like, okay, I watch a lot of, I used to binge watch a lot of like royal family servants mm-hmm. and how they serve the royal family and how they attend to their needs and how they help them to be the best people that they can be within their service. And, I watch things and I take pockets from it. So the pockets that I took from that was how to serve my family at a mealtime even. And I've kind of put my focus into how high of a standard I'm serving at that mealtime and thinking about that's how I want to serve them in my delivery and energy to, you Mm -hmm. know, so to that high standard and I want to keep it to that high standard. So how do I do that and even maintain myself? How do I do that? And it's a journey. There are some times where I I do let myself go. And when I say let myself go, it's more like I probably would shower after breakfast rather than before. And I'd probably um, spend a lot of time preparing um, a meal that I spent too long on it, really. And I haven't really interacted with anyone, but it's because I want that. I want it to be like this. I want to try it. I want to test that out. I've had a little light bulb moment in my dream where I thought I could make a bar out of chickpeas and I want to try it out. So I think it's just allowing myself to be creative and Mm -hmm. in the space as well of that creativity. I then create other things, you know, I get these outbursts of creativity where I start making cushion covers. I start sewing stuff. I start making like collages of fabric onto, um, what do you call it, canvas. Mm-hmm. you know just all sorts of just creative stuff and i think that's how i look after myself so that whatever i'm doing i'm feeling from a place of gratitude rather than burden because it could be very different for me
1: mm-hmm.
0: it could have gone a different way for me it could have been mm-hmm. a case of where i don't have what i have today and i do because i'm i'm worthy of it and so i embrace it even the even the struggles i embrace it and everything will pass even the good times are passing by. Mm-hmm. So just try and grab on to as much as you can and enjoy it, enjoy the journey because there mm-hmm. is no destination in that sense. You know, there is no pinpoint for success. Like I'm already successful, mm-hmm. you know, so just like, yeah, this is the journey and just embrace it.
1: Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I'm truly, I'm truly, truly inspired um, by yeah. speaking to you because the way that, you know, I'm, I'm almost vegan. I'm practically vegan, but there are still times when I'll have I'll eat things because I want them kind of thing. Speaking to you is almost like looking at a potential for my future self if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Um just because there are so many things that will come from the the thought that you have put in saying that my family are royalty and treating them as royalty and that goes all the way down to you know the way that you speak to them the way that yeah. you encourage them the way that what what food they eat and like you said when they get to us at an age they 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 can choose to do whatever they want but at least they will have that foundation where they're not reliant on something because that's what the the masses are doing kind of thing yeah. And also like showing them that you don't have to do what everyone else is doing, Um, you know, as long as you're doing what makes you happy. And I think that just warms me so much um, because it just it's like if if more people were to come from that perspective, you know, we would have so many more black leaders, black business owners, more community, more let's do this together kind of thing.
0: Yeah, because it's so important to kind of walk with a community. We are very community orientated. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of litter picking around our area as well, because if we don't like the litter, we're not going to be moaning about it. We just do something about it. Since the pandemic, we haven't done any, to be honest. So felt that it was safer not to may, maybe just wait. And a lot of the services that collect the litter were out of service during the pandemic anyway, so we didn't want to be left with loads of rubbish. But we do lots of litter picking, and we kind of do that as therapy as well. So when you start doing it, it's really therapeutic. Sounds mm-hmm. crazy, but it really is. <laughs> and <laughs> our local council—they love us. They really do love us because they always say see it as something that's so out of the box. Like it's so rewarding though to see your area looking clean, people see us doing it and then they think oh I think twice about dropping their litter Mm -hmm. because that lovely family are picking this up you know and we don't we we never used to go out every day it would be like probably once or twice a week but we take our speaker with us we've got the music children on their bikes and scooters and they do a pick and ride where they're picking up litter on their bikes bringing it to me in the bag and that's something that we we regularly did as a family and that kind of community spirit is really important we attend all the local events or the Christmas lights and Mm -hmm. summer parties we attend everything and I think what there isn't enough of is uh, I mean you know to mention all like black businesses and there's not enough representation of black couples Mm -hmm. out there where there are two that you know there's an active loving father and a nurturing mother in the roles that are set for them and are doing it and it's working Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of male bashing in our community there's a lot of female bashing each other and we just wanted to also represent that that is out there it's still here and to be proud of it um so we noticed that in the youtube community as well there wasn't a lot of representation of black families coping well And just, you know, living a a lifestyle that was not necessarily led by, and this is not to diss any of the the channels out there, but that wasn't necessarily pranks all the time and lots of crazy stuff as well. Um, It was just a fan it's a family channel and any of your family members can watch it and not feel like, oh, can they watch this video? Is this going going to be appropriate? Mm -hmm. Um, because we don't do it for just views obviously we want views we want comments guys we want loads of comments because it boosts us up in the rankings and tells YouTube that you'd like to see us so YouTube will put you out to more people in the demographic field but it's you know it's also about us documenting our lifestyle for us and our future generations that can look back and say you know this is what my grandparents my great-grandparents were doing from back then and be inspired by it too and see that in a natural form the way that we are on our videos is the way we are in our house and yes we don't go around saying hi guys but you know we do you know our lifestyle is what it is what you see on youtube we always say as well that our black lives matter to us so much that we are doing it from home it starts in your house yes find that everyone has got their role on healing in our universe. Everyone has their own role and their own, own part to play in it. But our part is not necessarily being frontline at protests. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily providing a black screen on our phone. If you do that, it's fine. But don't expect us to follow everyone to be doing mm-hmm. that, like mm-hmm. that. What we are providing now is the universe with some beautiful black children Mm -hmm. that are going to rise way above our wildest dreams Mm -hmm. and that is the most important work it starts at home you know the the movement starts within at home Mm -hmm. and that's so important to us
1: yeah it really is just just hearing you say all of this and literally it just makes me I guess reunite with the idea that it starts at home like, mm-hmm. you don't have to go, you don't have to be someone that goes out and protests. If you don't want to do that, then that's okay. But, you know, how are you contributing to the future? How exactly. are you contributing to the future of your children, your your great-grandchildren, and so on and so on? Because... Exactly if if there was you know our parents our parents parents and so on and so on if if they had the same frame of mind and set the same foundations you know mm-hmm. how much further would we be as a people mm-hmm. <laughs> i was going to say as a race but as a people That's how much true. how much further would we would would we be mm-hmm. you know what it's it's not just about you know being handed down money but it's mm-hmm. also you know I think you said earlier that your, your values are very important to you and um, making sure that that's at the forefront of everything that you do, which it just says so much in, in so little words, you know, connecting with your values. And that's something that um, when I'm working with my clients, it's always like a, Oh yeah, my values, like what, what, what is actually important to me, you know, and coming from a place of everything that you do think about whether you go left or right, the reason that will take you left will be because you're leading from a place of, you know, th- this is what I value. Um, so, you know. So it's,
0: true. And I guess yeah, you'll yeah. see with your clients as well, you will see how, I don't know, you'll see how a lot of younger childhood issues come out to the forefront and yeah. are still acting as demons within them. Mm-hmm. And it's, I guess you probably reveal a lot to them about themselves because and i think just it being in a, the relationship that i have with mark is has revealed a lot to me as well it's revealed a lot of things that i didn't realize was a problem yeah, <laughs> yeah. i didn't realize i didn't realize i thought i was top notch i mm-hmm. thought i was really Right.
1: I was ready.
0: Nothing prepares you for it. Someone is going to tell you about yourself. And you you are the weak, but you could Mm be even more.
1: You could be even better. You could be
0: even better, honestly. Mm -hmm. And and that's so important to um to bring that out in people. It's such a special thing that you do bring that out in people because it's really important because we can we always say we can give our children our family and when we say our children we're talking about our next door neighbours children we're talking about our nieces and nephews we're Mm -hmm. talking about everyone that sees us families that see us on the bus at a bus stop we are bringing everyone at the same time you know Mm -hmm. and we have an impact on everyone that we interact with and that we have around our children as well so it's so important for us to instill those values in ourselves so that it just you know, just vibrates off you and those around you collect that too. And, and that's what we love. You know, when I speak to my neighbours, when I see them, those girls, um, our nieces and the boys, our nephew, like, and when I said that to my neighbour once, um, and she was like, oh, bless you. I didn't really think (laughs) that you thought (laughs) that. And I was like, yeah, that's my nieces and nephews. You know, when you hear about their problems that they're having at school and things like that. Yeah very much you know into it into helping out Mm -hmm. in that way because I think it's important it does take a village you do have to raise your children together and it's really important that as adults as well you 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 raise each other up yeah it's 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 more than a movement isn't it it's more than it's a lifestyle it's a lifestyle
1: oh well you know I could definitely speak to you like for a few more hours, at least. <laughs> you
0: can you've got more to
1: ask. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine because um, you know there can always be a part two. Um, yeah. I'll probably end up editing this and just smiling the whole way through because <laughs> <laughs> I think this this interview has been really great, and I truly, truly appreciate your time, your energy, your contribution, just your whole. the the perspective that you come from um, is so inspiring. And there's going to be people who listen to this that, you know, may think, Oh, I couldn't do that. Oh, I couldn't do that. But there's going to be at least one thing that you're going to be like, do you know what? I'm going to do X because, do you know what I mean? It's just planting those seeds that we all need. We need those seeds that, that show us that it's possible. And I think you are, you remind me of a mustard seed. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. It's been
0: an absolute pleasure talking to you as well. I do feel like it's a start of a nice journey.
1: It's a start. We're sisters now. We're sisters we are. Now. I mean, it will be difficult to get rid of me now, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so Simone, how how do I?
0: <laughs> and in terms of the food bit, I was, I was going to say, but you've already watched them to watch the um, last, few videos that I've been doing because it was following a newspaper article that we did uh, Mm a while and Mm -hmm. they were talking about store-covered foods and then I was asked if they could reprint it and republish it sorry because they felt like it was fitting for the second lockdown as well Mm -hmm. and that made me then kind of share a bit more about on that side and then as, as well on top I've learned how to use the camera a bit better now And Mark bought me a tablet so that I can edit and stuff. So I'm starting to find my way around editing videos now.
1: Hey, I love it.
0: There'll be a lot more content up as well. Yeah. I'm professional edges, Mr. Roberts, but I'm (laughs) I'm
1: doing
0: all right. (laughs) I'm doing all right.
1: What 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 was it? Action alignment, you said? (laughs) Align the
0: action. Align
1: the action. That's it. (laughs)
0: That's right. You want it To align the action And then we have to Manage Put manageable steps in as well So that you can Actually tick them off Yeah There
1: you go Exactly Yeah But people have to go And check out the YouTube channel Because We we could talk about All the things that have Gone on on there But You know If you're really thinking about You know Just doing things differently Mm -hmm. You know And and seeing someone Who does it well You know it's It's a great place to start So Thank
0: you it's so nice. Our our videos have like um, everything in our lifestyles, you said, embedded in those videos. So you won't necessarily see loads of this is how we homeschool or homeschool videos. Mm -hmm. The homeschooling will be embedded in a birthday video. The vegan food will be embedded in a birthday video or, you know, anything. It could be a walk in the park, whatever, you know, know, there's learning in it or on the whole channel. So click on whichever. And binge watch,
1: yeah. binge watch whichever and takes your fancy. <laughs> yeah,
0: would be lovely to know if your your listeners have watched if they say in yeah. the comments that would be great.
1: All right, well, thank you again. You're welcome. I am forever grateful. And until next time.
0: <laughs> oh yes, we'll definitely have to have a part too. Thank you.
1: Bye. Bye. So we've come to the end of another episode and I hope that you were able to enjoy. I always encourage you to not only keep the conversation going with your friends and family, but let us know what you're thinking on social media. And I always love to hear your feedback. I'm really looking forward to sharing a space with you again in the future. Stay tuned for more interviews and more reminders about how to become the best version of yourself. Until next time. Bye.